is Jonathan Carr, and you're listening to another chapter of As the Story Grows. What would you say you do here? Have a good time all the time. Dominate. Who did it better than us? Nobody! What in God's holy name are you blathering about? Well, I'll tell you what I'm blathering about. I've got information, man. I want you to be realistic. What do you love about music? I am being realistic. As the story grows. I always wanted to be part of a small rebellion. You got this, Travis. Make him wait for it. Boom. Always lived in uh, California. Yeah, I've always been here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, since I was born. That's cool. How'd you get into music? Got into music uh, through my dad. He's heavily into music. Like he uh, he would always sing through uh, the stereo player. This, you know, how he had the amp, and yeah. I would copy him. So he would sing Beatles, um, Frank Sinatra. Um, a lot of good, cool classics, and so I would copy him. So he got me to that, and then uh, my brother is always into music, and he introduced me to punk. I walked in the garage, and I hear this really loud music, and I see this guy screaming into the mic, and I really liked it because it's fully there's a lot of energy. I never heard it before, and it was crazy. But you know, for a five year old kid, that was that's pretty rad. And seeing a guy with a mohawk for the first time, that was pretty cool. Oh, you were you were five when you got into punk? Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. <laughs> and sitting in front of MTV and getting introduced to all that. And then uh, and then later on the line, uh, I, my first grade teacher, she had all these acoustics lined up on the wall. And eventually sometime within a year, she started teaching us how to play chords. And that really uh, got me to playing music a lot. And uh, eventually, my cousin, one of my, uh, I consider myself my best cousin, he started playing drums. And uh, and so we started playing with, you know, like jamming um, at his house. And and then from there, my brother. He, and he came to a turning point where he became Christian, and he started hanging out with me more. He kind of was kind of absent in my life a little bit, doing his own thing. And, you know, we always kind of were at odds with each other, even at such a young age, but he, you know, felt bad. And so he started letting me hang out with him, and he started going to church, and he's like, hey, you know, I need a bass player. So I started playing bass with him, playing uh, worship music and all that kind of stuff. Through, um, around that time, and I think that was around when I was like ten years old. That's crazy. That's such an early indoctrination into like punk and like playing music. That's that's amazing. Yeah. What were some of those early punk bands that you were into? Um. Let's see, he introduced me. I heard Seven Seconds. I remember that. I don't know if you heard of them. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> Judge. Judge, nice. My, yeah, I remember seeing a record my my brother collected when he had he had Judge in there. Um, what else is there? That's kind of more hardcore though. Yeah. Uh, that's what I can think of at the moment. Okay. Okay. That's cool. So you just started playing bass, playing uh, worship music with your brother. Uh, what led you into playing into other bands? Uh, through my it was through my cousin. Um, my cousin, uh, his brother, his name is Honorius, um, and he, uh, you know, he came Christian, became Christian around the time my brother was, and, uh, you know, he started getting heavily into, like, um, doing, uh, what do you call it, overseas, uh, I keep on forgetting what do you call it, um, like mission work or yeah there you go missionary work thank you yeah, um, yeah. and so i know i know him for doing that and then he started again and he's always been playing drums forever you know i i knew my my other cousin the brother um to play the drum line and he was always into he had his own band that sounded like depeche mode he was always obsessed with that and uh and he started uh uh, playing with this uh, guy, we call it um, oh, a band called Outnumbered. Okay. And it was a it was a band locally that was a that was a Christian band here in Orange County, and uh, and through them we started we had you know we didn't we have a a band but we played uh opened up a show with him his band before and. That also, that's where I got introduced to hardcore because they were kind of starting a little, they started to play like punk rock and I think they eventually got into hardcore as well. And so through that circle, of, you know, um, of people in that band outnumbered, they happened to know, um, Dan Manatical from Unashamed. Okay. Uh, the guitar player and, uh, he had he was on a block where he had um two neighbors then on the street and that was John Cottrell and Jason Fleetwood. And I guess somewhere within between like they he introduced he mentioned them to my cousin and said, Hey, you know, these guys are looking for a man. You got you know, they should all join up. And so, um that's that's how we that's how bloodshed was formed and that was my part in the start of like the whole, you know, the Christian scene there. That's cool. So that was like your real first band, Bloodshed. Uh, yeah. Because there was another one. Uh, it's kind of a funky name. I forgot the name already. And yeah, that that didn't last long. But yeah, yeah Bloodshed was like my first official. Like, okay, I'm in this band, and we have a name, and they were pretty serious about playing. So, um. Yeah, it was cool. They're they're really cool guys, and I I never really knew about hardcore. I only knew about punk, and I was always and I was also kind of weird. I was kind of into funk at the same time, like Red Hot Chili Peppers, <laughs> Primus, all these like funky bass playing kind of stuff. And um, but then I never heard hardcore before, and that was pretty interesting. 
Yeah, I was curious. Yeah, you're saying you were you were influenced by like punk and funk. I've always been curious about Bloodshed, like the influences in that band because you were like way more on that emo core, screamo, melodic hardcore edge than like some of you know your peers and contemporaries, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so we were. Let's see. We always like influenced before by a lot of like um, some of the underground bands here. Um, I know a big influence was they were secular too, like Unbroken. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, what was there? A um, oh, big one for us was Downcast. I don't know if you heard of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. And Snapcase. So. Around that line, you know, that, 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 you know, family of, um, hardcore bands, um, that was a sound that we liked and we were <clears throat> influenced by. But, um, John Cottrell, he was always kind of like looking forward onto yeah. things. And while we were always like, you know, just into the moment of whatever was going on for hardcore, but he started introducing us to like, um, a band called Still Life. Okay. And and so that was a big influence, especially with for the first EP that we did. Mm-hmm. And uh what is another one? I'm trying to think. Um trying to see through my records here. <laughs> a lot of them. So Still Life, um the band called Emery. Oh no no, Evergreen. I don't know if you heard of a band called Evergreen. No. Um, they were on this band called uh, record label called Wrenched Records from Del Mar, California, and that was a big influence. So it was really melodic vocals, um, and at times it could be poppy, but then it went to like hardcore riffs every now and then, and so that was another big influence. For, for bloodshed. And so he, you know, he was, he was kind of getting into more, he wasn't so angry anymore. He's kind of wanted to be more, <laughs> kind of more, a little bit more on the melodic side, kind of, but still mixing kind of like, you know, aggressive riffs or something like that along that lines. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I know on like the old school Tooth and Nail page, there was recently an argument about whether bloodshed was emo or hardcore, and it was like, <laughs> yeah. It's funny because like listening back like the last few days to to both EPs and like listening to last last breath, it's like you can definitely hear that like rites of spring early like emo push in there. But it's also like it's definitely I mean it it crosses the line of both and like what was emo and what was hardcore back in those days, right? Like <laughs> yeah, yeah for sure. Um so, um, a little, you know, I started getting into, like, Sanity Real Estate, which is, like, mm-hmm. influenced a lot of people. In Mineral, uh, that was a big one. And, uh, eventually, after our first EP was, um, released, our, um, guitar player, John Control, he's like, okay, I'm done. He's like, I'm done with music. Well, actually, not really with music, but just being in a hardcore band and just what we were doing. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, okay, 
what kind of scrambling, who's going to start writing songs. And um, they started looking to me, you know, the band, you know, because they liked what, they, what I did, you know, with, um, you know, with like the last song on the EP that we did. And so I was like, okay, I'll, I'll think to the challenge. And although, you know, like with a big influence on me, you know, Sunny Real Estate was a big factor. And, uh, yeah. and kind of mixing in that. And also, like, um, other bands like Fugazi, actually. I remember that's, that was a huge, um, kind of direction that we wanted to go to. It was yeah. a little bit different from hardcore, but still had that aggressive edge to it. Yeah, and so sure. with those two kind of worlds, you try to, mix that into the next, you know, which turned into the next EP. And, um, what do you call it? Uh, and Jason, you know, not really having any political uh, agenda on his side, you know, especially with the first song on the EP, it was, it was more of a heartbroken bass song. <laughs> yeah. You can, you can play your game kind of thing. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, that's, that, that was some of the bands that kind of like, you know, like got us going and decided to kind of sound different from other people. I remember playing a lot of shows and, and everyone was screaming and then they started hearing singing during the shows and they were kind of, whoa, what's going on here? You know, <laughs> they never heard this kind of mix before. And, uh, it was cool. You know, I, I felt, you know, Within the scene over here, like when we were playing, you know, we felt like we were bringing, some, bringing something different, or at least introducing them to something different that we found, you know. Yeah, um, you know, with an old thing, so yeah, it was cool. What was your place in the scene like? Was it mostly in like a Christian scene, or or more widespread, and were you accepted? Uh, for us, you know, we were heavily. Um, in the start, like, yeah, we were totally, like, you know, wanted to be, um, uh, evangelical kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then, but to be honest, like, yeah, we kind of, like, that kind of, like, um, kind of lost focus on that and just, just thought about playing. But we were still, like, you know, Christians, but it wasn't really, like, our, it, it wasn't really the mission, really. Like, yeah. It was like, as a forefront, like, it was just, okay, we were Christians and, um, we were definitely open about it. Like, we'd never deny it. And we'd never try to do anything that was contra- contradictory to it, but I just, I don't know, we just, um, yeah, to be honest, kind of lost focus on that. Um, kind of at the end, um, of the whole thing. So, but we were still, um, we were still all about God too, but, I don't know. It was kind of weird. Yeah. How'd you guys, I, I guess just because of connections to Unashamed is how you guys got hooked up with Tooth and Nail? Yeah. Through through all them. You know, the stuff with Outnumbered. Because, like, um, Outnumbered, you had, um, what's his name? The, sec- the second singer of Play Guy. Uh, Eric? Yeah. That's right. You were yeah. the guitar player. Okay. So, Yeah. I remember that, and he, uh, yeah, he, obviously, you know, you ended up doing that, and then he started his other band, which was pretty good. 
I might even name it wrong. Fielding or something? Yeah, Fielding, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that was a really good band, too. Near the end there, you had a bunch of member changes. Was the member changes kind of the uh, beginning of the end for uh, Bloodshed? Yeah, it was weird because when John left, um, it seemed like we didn't get the support from from the nail anymore as far as doing a finishing a falling. Oh, yeah? Kind of weird. So I don't know, maybe because they felt like John Cattrall was the main songwriter hmm. and they felt confident with him. I don't know. But once that happened, um, you know, the momentum kind of changed. And so we're kind of left to, you know, to to move on without the main songwriter. And then I'm coming in and, um, you know, trying to pick up where John is, which is, to us, like, at the time, was, like, really big shoes to fill because we had so much respect for John Cattrall and his songwriting and his talent, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. It was, you know. And, uh, so from there, from there, we, um, we just moved on and, you know, to the next EP. And then, you know, we all just kind of got over the sound and kind of over the whole thing and we tried to, we, we got into different things. So, Sean, you know, he moved on to, Oh yeah, uh, Jason, the singer, you moved on to another band called Rainy Days, which is way more happier and yeah, pop, um, kind of thing. And then, um, and for me, I I went on to another band called Mood Singers, which is a little more um, on the Sunday Day Real Estate side and definitely more singing and melodic. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, Sean actually started playing for Rainy Days for a little bit, but. um I forgot what other projects she did before Stairwell. Um, and then my cousin, the drummer, he kind of um, started doing his own thing on the side. Actually, he started playing with me for a little bit. And then uh, my project ended. And that was like between the years of like 95 and 98. Let's see. Actually, 98 and um, uh, 2000. That's when we kind of started doing our own thing, and I remember around '97 is when Bloodshed kind of, you know, officially broke up. And um, actually, I'm sorry, <laughs> my timeline is kind of messed up. <laughs> around '96, '97, we, we we decided to actually move on to. Um, forgetting that we from Bloodshed we turned into Slingshot David. Yeah, and we came up. We came up with a new EP that was along the lines of um, the whole direction of the yeah, Fugazi kind of thing, mm-hmm. but then that's where we stopped. And I forgot. Yeah, we changed it to Slingshot David, and um, that was uh, that was going to release on another re- uh, record label, 
I think it was from Canada, I think. But I forgot, I already forgot that name too, so. Um, and then there, you know, we kind of all moved on after that, after we finished that EP. Was Slingshot David with, uh, Tim Clark and, uh, Kevin Chan and Stephen Dahl? Or were they just in that final iteration of, uh, Bloodshed? Yeah, so Kevin Chan was part of, uh, the, oh yeah, the, the second EP. Yeah. And so from yeah. that duration, um, you know, for the EP, and we started playing, um, yeah, eventually he, he left. And, um, cause he, as you know, <laughs> he went on to better things. Um, right. <laughs> he went on to Super Thugs, which was rad. That was really cool. So I was really happy for him. Yeah. And, uh, so that's where, that's where he ended up, you know, getting off the timeline as far as the bloodshed world. And, um, so, yeah, sorry, sorry. I've had all this, so many gaps here that I totally forgot to mention. Oh, it, it's been a long time, man. <laughs> yeah. So going back. Um, oh, yeah. So we're... So after the EP, uh, you know, that lineup with uh, Kevin Chen was in it, uh, we picked up guys from Inner Means, which, as you said, yeah. Tim Clark and um, Steve Dale, which is uh, another great musician, too, as well. And... Uh, He's from uh, Inner Means and uh, he Project 86 as well. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they helped us um, move into the chapter of Slingshot David. And um, and so we started playing shows with that. And then and the mixture of Bloodshed songs. Oh. Um, yeah. So top of EP songs, we did Bloodshed songs, and then, um, so we lasted for at least a year or so, and, um, and yeah, and after that, that's when we were like, okay, you know, we want to kind of do different music now, and stuff, and kind of move on, so, yeah, it was was good, it was a good time, you know, I I definitely appreciate it, and it was a great experience, and um, it was a good ride for sure, you know. Yeah, and um, I'm not bitter about it at all or anything, and I wish we did more, you know. Um, I kind of wish that I kind of, you know, from the EP we did a full length and just kept on going, you know. Mm-hmm. And I wish I kind of like just, uh, you know. I wish we had, you know, another part of why we kind of like decided to leave is because it's like when you have the main singer kind of like want to do diff- wants to do a different thing. It's like okay, it's kind of time to move on because it's not going to be the same. Because I saw the singer Jason, you know, Fleetwood, like he like he's, he's moving on to the rainy days, and it's like okay, so it's time for him to move on because it's not going to be the same. But if he wanted to stay in. I would have stayed in and I would have been glad of this kept on, you know, to keep on going. Mm-hmm. And try to find someone that could help us do a full length and stuff and, <clears throat> and, uh, and actually, um, me and him touched base, uh, about, uh, a few months ago, kind of rehashing, you know, like kind of just going over the past and everything and, and my cousin Justice. And we're actually all talking about considering kind of doing the full length that we never got to do. (laughs) 
so well well that that was going to be my follow-up question is you had posted yeah that there was new bloodshed music on the horizon yeah it's it's going to happen is just um you know i put a uh ambitious date up there yeah i kind of put up there just to put up a little hype but yeah. um it is a fact it's 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 going to happen it's just um just the time because i know right now my cousin you know personally is trying to get back into the swing of things and you know so i kind of sent him back and then yeah he has his own personal stuff that he's been trying to get out forever okay. and you know he's only just begun actually just yesterday or a couple of days ago he finally released something on his uh one of his really a, a great song that he wrote a while back on, on spotify and it's called Helicopter, which is really, oh, um, it's really eclectic. It has, like, influence of hardcore, but it's all piano and an upright bass, bass kind of thing. Or Orlando Greenhill's on it, too, actually. So I thought I'd <laughs> mention that from uh, Havelina. So, yeah, my, my cousin, um, he's, he's kind of in the middle of doing that and trying to get something out for him. But um, Jason and I, um, we we started kind of putting together ideas, and and I have um, a lot of the ideas for the songs that we're gonna do um, in pieces, and then you know recorded right now for the moment. So that's that's cool. What do you have an idea of what the sound will be like? Will it be similar to kind of where you left off, or an evolution and more melodic, or? Um, it's definitely going to be a mix of both, of the, both of the EP. Okay. Cool. And it's kind of, um, intimidating because all the music that's been happening all between back, you know, from back then and now. Yeah. And try to think of something, uh, think of something cool and original. It's really, it's like, dang, uh, I'm not worthy of a lot of stuff that's out there. <laughs> and, and amazing guitar players out there that can destroy me, you know, <laughs> with, you know, with a stroke of their arm. And it's like, uh, dang, how, how I'm going to, you know, what can we come up with? And so the best thing is kind of just come up with something that's, you know, who we were. Yeah. But this time they'll get a, you know, a full, a full length of it. You know, that's cool, yeah, because when you guys came out, you were doing something, I mean, pretty unique and original, and it's like that sound has so exploded and evolved over the last 20, 25 years, right? And, like, yeah, everybody's had an iteration of that melodic hardcore. <laughs> yeah, and we were getting feedback, you know, just random people everywhere, just in, from, you know, random posts to random people saying, oh, you know, we enjoyed your band and we love that sound that you guys are doing. And I go, really? It's like, dang, man. Even, you know, from from way back when, and and people from different channels who would never think that would be into it, and, you know, and, and also, you know, at a different age, too. Uh, way younger us, you know, that, you know, there's a few people out there that are, like, really super young, you know, high schoolers that are like, oh, we love bloodshed. Oh, well. You know, it's just like, whoa, that's that's cool. That's, that's cool to hear. 
So it's really encouraging, and it's more inspiring to, like, you know, I feel like to end the chapter with us really is to finally finish pulling at least one. But um, cool. there's also talks about um, kind of re redoing the um, the EP that we did at Slingshot David. Okay. Uh, the songs that we had there and, and fix it up and and kind of redo that with Jason. But, you know, I don't know. Um, you know, I don't, and I'm not sure if that's going to happen yet or not. But that's that's one of the ideas that we have, too, as part of the release, too. Like, um, we might do that first and then with a flying. So, yeah. So within time. Be- yeah, it's, it's in the books. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, there definitely seems like there's a resurgence of interest in, not that there was a lack of interest, but a resurgence of interest in all the the old school uh, Tooth and Nail hardcore and all those bands from from back in the day. And that's another thing too is that's motivated me, inspired me to do that. So I've been hearing a lot of, you know, the guys from you know the other bands, you know, kind of like mentioning that they're going to come back and at least do something one more time. Yeah. yeah, and it's like okay, yeah, you know, let's let's do something. It's it's gonna be fun, you know. Yeah, and um, to be creative again, just you know, working together again, and and um, try to release something new. So, um, yeah, I'm excited. Can't wait, and and so yeah, let's. So we'll be working on it sometime. This style is overrated. Couldn't you tell? To never forgive and forget our friendship fell. I know I'll take this seriously and make this last. Not to ponder into what we call, what we call the past. What will happen next? I know from uh, talking to Neil, having him on the show, that he kind of introduced you or suggested you to take over for him uh, fronting stairwell, yes? Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. And, yeah. Neil, I, I remember hearing, like, he didn't really want to leave, but he's like, hey, guys, you know, I'm still, I would still want to be a part of the band, but I guess the other guys, like, wanted, like, a super committed, like, hey, I have no other band, you know? right. Because he was joining Stavesacre at the time, yeah. Yeah, and like him, <laughs> he was onto something better too, you know, uh, or you know, which is promising. So, yeah, so yeah, he moved to Stavesacre, which was a you know was a cool ride for him, I know for sure. And um, yeah, I just hung out with him not too long ago. Um, oh, that's cool. And I was trying to buy a camera from. Him. <laughs> <laughs> Like, hey, I want your camera. And then um, we caught up because we haven't seen each other forever and stuff. And, uh, yeah, and, you know, he's doing well. I'm glad to hear that he's doing well. And, um, you know, it was cool talking about the past and and stuff. And um, I, did, I did mention, hey, I, I think I might want to do a duo with you um, and put it online. And he wasn't, he wasn't against it, so we'll see. <laughs> Whenever we get to it, um, yeah, that's awesome. 
but yeah, he was a good guy. And um, I was glad to be, have you know have was hanging out with him not too long ago, and, and you know see where, where he's at. And he actually has a new band. I don't know if they played yet. So stairwell, were you uh, involved in the band when they signed to take hold, or did you come on afterwards? Um, oh yeah, I was already on before take hold. So when I officially joined, um, we said, okay, let's go focus on um, making a record. And I said, okay, let's let's do that. Um, and then early on, um, somehow. Um, Chad from Take Hold Records knew about, you know, hey, yeah, we, we formed up. And because of bloodshed, he's like, I'll sign whatever you guys are doing right now. Oh, cool. And it's solely because we were blood, he was a bloodshed fan that he's like, I'll take whatever you guys are doing. And so he gave us the funding to, <clears throat> to record. And so we, um, so we had the money to, to record and recorded at, um, the green room. And, here in Southern California, which many great bands have recorded here, like Starfire, for one, for sure. I um, believe yeah. the Silver album was recorded there, which is amazing. And then, uh, recorded there, and the, ba- uh, the bass player from Plank Guy, uh, Luis, he produced it, which was cool. And, um, and that was, yeah, that was on Take Hold Records, under that. And, and we we headed out to the East Coast to finish the other record with uh, Take Hold eventually um, with Chad there, over there in Alabama. Actually, Florida, where we actually recorded the second album with James Wisner, which is another oh. producer. Yeah, he's done so many great records. Yeah. And, and yeah, I think we started with him when he just started, barely starting with working with Chris Karama and then uh, he was already working with 238 you know so that was cool to run into him and work with him that was great that was a good, a good experience it was a rather unique experience because I never recorded in an apartment yeah uh, <laughs> at the time I don't know where he is now but they'd have to play at a you know multiple story complex I was like oh, are you sure Dave was a cool with this but yeah, man, I'm just gotta play with him this time. I'm like, alright. That's cool. But, um, yeah, that was, that was good times. And, you know, T. Cole Chad was an awesome guy. Such a great guy. And he was on to something great, too. I mean, all the bands that he was signing at the time. They, every, every single one was amazing. Yeah. And they all been super successful, you know? Yeah. Which is, yeah. And, and I, you know, and I knew he would, I thought he was going to be definitely, you know, the other big record label that was going to be out and about. Yeah. As far as, far as within our sheet, you know. Yeah. And he eventually got bought out by Jake Daniel, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was kind of a shame because, yeah, everything Tickle put out for, like, yeah. There's, like, a three-year stretch where every record was just killer. Yeah. So, like, strong. Like, every band was, like, Strong yeah. records, it's like wow. It was it was it was an honor to be on that label because of that, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, also, I mean, it was like thanks for helping us out in the beginning, first of all, you know, for yeah. for believing whatever we were gonna do and you know help us fund our record, but and put it out. But it's like wow, man. I mean, he was he was onto something really good, 
And, you know, he, did, he accomplished it. Yeah. You know, and he was doing the Sprinters Fest, heading that thing. Um, uh, that was good. Kiss your hand with permission. Top of the world, you sent me to the top of breathless with not much to say. But what happened with Stairwell there at the end? Because it seemed like there was an upward trajectory, and I know Hopeless Records re released uh, Sounds of Change. what happened with Stairwell? With Stairwell, so we were, um, we signed to them, and, um, you know, so we had good momentum. It's like, oh, wow, we have a hopeless record, you know, they're going to sign us. This is good. Um, you know, and they were known across the world for, they were a respectable record company for, mm-hmm. for an independent one. So, um, Along the lines, like, uh, you know, for me, I, I just, I, for me, I just, um, I'm going to say, just lost confidence in myself to move on. Hmm. And I didn't know how to deal with it. Uh, and there's a lot, a lot of issues I was dealing with my, with, within me that, um, didn't feel like I can go move on. And a lot of like battles within me of confidence and and I, I just didn't know I didn't know how to deal with it and I thought by fixing that was um, kind of like um, changing the whole lineup which kind of mm-hmm. dumb yeah a lot of things that I just for me wasn't thinking right and I wish you know I could change it all back and there's a lot of things that I know now. <laughs> That I wish that socially I could, um, I could easily, I could have easily fixed, you know, a, a lot of things within, within the members. Yeah. And, um, and they were all gung ho about it. And then for me, you know, I think I'm the one that kind of like, um, disrupted everything. And, um, where I felt like I, I felt a lot of difference between everyone in the band. And, um, and felt like, oh well, it's my music. I gotta move on with it. But you know, in reality, it was everyone. Everyone deserved it. It was everyone's. It wasn't just me. It was just mine to, to take and to yeah. move on with it. And you know, I, I wish I knew that. I wish I had that mindset. But um, for me, it's like um, I'm the one that pulled the rug from under everyone and was going through a lot of personal issues. And, you know, for the real lineup, and then I had a new lineup after that, and still dealing with a lot of things. 
you know, which eventually led to its end. Um, yeah, this for me, uh, it was just really just me just kind of dealing with a lot of things, and I couldn't and didn't know how to deal with it in the right way. Um, gotcha. That's that's all I can summarize. It. And then looking back, it's like man, you know, I had this great opportunity, and I should have taken it for what it was, and could have I should have went with it. You know, and these all these these other guys who worked so hard for it, and I realize that now, you know, for me, especially over the years, trying to build up my own thing, you know, how hard it is trying to bring something, you know, to, to build on it and to to get it to where it was, and then to have it to like this, you know, um, disappear. It's it's definitely heartbreaking, especially with all the time mm-hmm. that all those all those guys put in, you know, into it, and. Uh, and we were there, you know. I mean, you know, we yeah. were at a, a at a different level finally. You know, that was great. And then, you know, you know that kind of thing happened. And you know, eventually, you know, everyone, part of them left. A lot of them, you know, my, you know, I didn't get along. You know, I, I didn't probably didn't get along with anymore or whatever. You know, which is all kind of. A lot of it was just, to me now, was petty back then, which could have been definitely fixed, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, it was kind of tragic end of that. But um, I just, I had to look at it and go, okay, just decide to move on, move on from it, and, and just learn from my mistakes from there. Yeah. And, yeah, and I felt, I felt like I've, I've definitely paid for it, for sure. Because me, you know, a lot of people know me. have been trying to get back, you know, into something, and it's been hard. Definitely, it's definitely been hard. But also, I mean, <laughs> I also get get married, so that definitely puts things a lot of things aside too. Uh, yeah, you know, for sure. Yeah, and um, but um, but now uh, for me, um. I'm getting back to it, into it, but you know, unfortunately, under different circumstances. Because now that I'm, I'm a single parent now, um, and so that's where I'm at now. But um, I'm trying to pick up things now uh, with other projects and and just trying to, you know, trying to pursue what I've always been trying to do for a long time. You've released a lot of records over the year, and uh, you just released a brand new record uh, called "A Blanket of Clouds." My compatriots' new record. Uh, talk to me about that. Oh yeah, um, I, I just uh, finished that not too long ago. There's, um, and it's actually because I I had the the band um, started in, in 2010. Mm-hmm. With like um, Scott Toletta, he was a drummer before, and so I had a lineup, and we were playing for a little bit, but um, you know, eventually everyone, you know, 
had had been watching other things, and so I have a lot of songs from that time span to now that yeah. I've written that I've been trying to get out that I just never had a chance to, or just um, you know, were was in the right mindset to, um, and so now I'm at this point where um, I have a flood of music that I'm I'm uh, aiming to release, and so that's definitely the first volley of all of it for sure. Um, that I've been working on, and um, so definitely trying to push this one. And I have a lineup that's gonna start playing with me, you know, and start pushing the record, you know, wherever we can. So pretty excited about it. That's cool. Is there a theme to this record? That one, yeah. Just um, yeah. I always try to um, songwriting. I try to do try to write stuff that's kind of like more on the positive side and, and this one is just kind of um, talking about just uh, you know running to the things that you run into the, the roadblocks that you can that you run into life but you know eventually you're overcoming them or you're in the state of just moving on with them and, and dealing, dealing with it in, in more of a productive way than just giving up you know yeah so that yeah, that's the overall theme for that song. That's why it's called "Blanket of the Clouds." It's kind of this thing, you know, been cooped up inside a house or cooped up in something all for for so long, and then finally, you know, taking a breath, take a, taking a breath of fresh air, and looking at the sky and saying, "Okay, you know, there's a lot more ahead that we can deal with." So, yeah, so that's that's what that one is. <laughs> cool. And so, yeah, there's a couple. A music video that will be out. That's um, that's gonna you know to help promote the, the album too. So yeah, so that's on that should be on available Spotify, whatever you know, other distribution distribution networks and stuff should be. Yeah, and oh, then I'm new. currently I'm currently playing bass for this band called uh, Sofa City Sweetheart, which uh, okay, yeah, and. Uh, so you stick them out too. Very cool. <laughs> Brand new record with my compatriots. You're playing bass with Sofa City Sweethearts. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then new bloodshed on the way. Lots lots in the works, man. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what's cool. It's like yeah, with all these projects, it's like it's really motivating and um, and it's exciting. Yeah, to, to get this all going. It's like you know you know going to rehearsal with Sofa City Sweetheart, playing shows with them. And then, you know, getting home, it's like, okay, I got, you know, music and promotion from, from Mike's Patriots. And then I got, you know, stuff on the side to work with, you know, to get the budget thing going. So it's nice to keep busy, you know, especially and do something that I enjoy doing, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been cool. Thanks for listening to As the Story Grows. 
Our theme song was written and composed by the legendary Bob Nana. If you like what you hear, subscribe on iTunes and give the show a rating and review. If you'd like to support the show financially, click on the Patreon link at asthestorygrows.com. If you enjoyed this episode, share it on social media with your friends. Much appreciated, and thanks for listening.